wandering around the internet looking for anything spanking, and you stumble upon a super hot drawing, it's three naughty and naked young men, each over the knees of some sexy daddies, who are paddling each of their butts good and red. Outside nearby windows, a group of other men are looking on and enjoying the view. You notice the name Jonathan, and wonder if this guy has any other art that's just as hot. With some online searching, you discover, yes. Yes, he has. It turns out that he's done more spanking art than you can possibly imagine. Then you stumble onto an archive of spanking art and magazines that go back to the 1980s and 90s. Your afternoon just got a whole lot more interesting. Welcome to episode 43 of the Dudes Spankin' Dudes podcast. This is not a podcast about the chilies of the world, nor is it a podcast about the etymology of insults. This is a podcast about dudes who like to spank other dudes, and a podcast about dudes who like to be spanked by other dudes. And this particular episode is being hosted by three dudes. Hi, this is Mike, also known as Strict Top. And I'm Phil, also known as SF Spank. Hi, Mike and Phil. Welcome uh, to the podcast and joining us for the first time. My name is Scott, also known as Red Spank Scott. Gentlemen, uh, starting with Mike, tell us all a little bit about yourself and your relationship with the spanking community. Well, I've been actively involved in the spanking community since the late 80s, and uh, I am a very strong fan of spanking art, which brings me to you today. Yes, that is going to be the focus of our episode today. Uh, Phil, a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I have been really interested in spanking since I was about seven years old. I just love everything and anything to do with it, dom, sub, top, bottom, and uh, it's always a blast. Yeah. I've been enjoying the uh, spanking community in San Francisco, Camp Red Tails, and other places for many, many years. Yep. Yep. And so the, what brought you here, uh, what brought both of you to the podcast uh, today is a little bit of a discussion about some work the two of you are doing together to preserve some wonderful, important parts of dude spanking history. Uh, and we will get into that. But before that, um, if I have timed this right, if I've done all of my editing right uh, and able to get to this over the weekend, this episode is going live uh, the week before Hot Seat Retreat starts in Palm Springs, this upcoming weekend, March 17th through the 20th. The deadline to register in advance is on Monday the 14th. So if you're listening to this on Sunday, which is when I hope to get it up, um, and you're still thinking, you're still planning to go, but you haven't registered yet, please do. The 14th will be the cutoff for pre-registration. Now, you're still welcome to attend the event. You'll have to buy day passes uh, on the day that you attend. So if you're just going for one day, but if you'd like to come for the whole weekend, please register by Monday. I hope to see you all there. Um, if you have not seen my little episode, my little recording about Scott's butt awaiting your bullying, I will be attending as a bottom this year, um, and I will be available for all sorts of spanking and bullying. Um, Mike, you were at our first hot seat retreat at 2020, weren't you? I was, and it was such a terrific experience. There was just a huge number of people 
probably 30% of people I knew and the rest were people I didn't know. So there was a there was a terrific mix of people and I, I really enjoyed the space. There was um there was a large central area for just relaxing. There were all kinds of interesting little themed play spaces throughout and uh so I just had a great time. I'm I'm signed up to come again this year, so Thursday I will be there and hoping to meet some new friends. Yes. <laughs> and uh Mike faked me last time. Uh, I was over his knee, and uh, uh, I remember using the Jakari paddle on me, so I'm assuming I'm going to get spanked by you again. Oh, yes, indeed. <laughs> and uh, it, it's interesting. My, name, my, my nickname is Stricktop because for the first 29 years of my spanking life, I was under the delusion that I was strictly a top, and uh, largely through Phil's perverting uh, influence, <laughs> I discovered that there's a bottom in me there. Hey, it's my, so, my pleasure to help so you discover be, the other side. I'll be exploring that this week. Oh, nice. Super. Maybe I'll see you get spanked. Um, yeah. All right. And so, yeah, so that's just that's our advanced discussion. I will be out there, of course, and I'll be busy getting beaten and hosting and doing all of this other stuff. So but the reason I have the two of you here is you have just recently launched an online archive of spanking artwork, and it is found at www.gayspankart.com. So really simple to get to. You do need to register to join it. So tell us a little bit about it and how it got started. Why don't you start, Phil? Well, Mike and I have both been privately collecting spanking art for a long time for decades and we, we both just really appreciate it and um, one day we combined our collections we shared with one another and we realized we just had this such an enormous quantity of really great material and we we felt kind of sad because a, a lot of it was just sort of disappearing and you know it's hard for people to to find this uh, this great creative work and we didn't want it to see it go away and vanish and so we, we both thought it would be a fantastic idea to um, set up a, the website so that, that people will, will easily be able to find all of this material and enjoy it themselves. Yeah, with uh, particularly in regards to Red Tails magazine, Red Tails is, was a flagship spanking publication for many years uh, associated with Man's Hand Film. And Man's Hand Films have just closed their shop as, as the world is changing away from print media. There was less and less demand for print copies of magazines. And I was really concerned that that was going to get lost. And I was lucky uh, through a personal friendship with um, Gil Connolly, one of the main editors, and Copper, one of the main editors. Um, with, through that personal relationship, I was able to acquire the publishing rights to all of the Red Tails magazine oeuvre. So that really became the core of what we did with Case Bank Art was to pre was to preserve in a in a vault in an archive format every single issue of Red Tails magazine, and for some of us of a certain age, um, that 
will mean a lot. Yeah. So for folks who don't know who Copper is, listen to episode 17 of uh, Doing Spanking Dudes Right interviewed him. Copper is uh, a spanking artist and also uh, both a, a performer of the, some of those old man's ham videos. We'll be talking about some of those as well uh, later on in the podcast episode. Uh, but Copper talks a lot about his history and his artwork, all of which is on this site, right? Well, not all of his artwork. Everything that he p published and produced for Red Tails magazine is on the site. Right. But um, there's, there is some... Uh, some unpublished cartoons and some unpublished images that he allowed me to scan. So those are there, but he did a lot of work for other people and that is not necessarily present. Right. Um, uh, there's a, there's a lot of different artists. So, so there are some artists from Red Tails magazine, but there's a lot, there's several artists on there. Tell me about the process of you getting that art on there. Well, we, um, Mike and I got together for about a week and, he had uh, acquired and borrowed from from Manhandstones from Copper some of the original artwork on on very large format, as well as some of the print copies. And we we used an industrial scanner to produce really high quality, high resolution images of all of the the magazines and artwork. And we we also cleaned them up, and um, it's a bit. It's a bit like a sort of a remastered version, you know, um, to a large extent. We're really happy with the crisp quality of them. It's about five and a half thousand pages of uh, material. Uh, the stories, the artwork, the drawings, it's all in there. And um, it's, it's um, really f easy to use and fun to access. Yeah. Now, so sh tell me about some of the art. So you are going to be phasing in galleries. So there's a, there are a bunch of artists up now, but there are going to be more to come. So, so tell us a little bit about what's on there right now for folks to look at. Okay. Well, I've been, uh, I've been collecting and publishing spanking art since the eighties and in the late nineties to early aughts, I, I had a, a website called Strip Tops Gay Spanking. Some of you may know it. And at that time, I collected a huge amount of art. Uh, and so all of that has been preserved. But for this website, um, we started with the Red Tails archive as the core. And every image that appeared in, a, in an episode issue of Red Tails has been separately uploaded. So you can either enjoy Red Tails magazine in, in its full readable form as a PDF file, or you can just scan through the images of the artists who contributed to Red Tails. So in the various galleries that are up, all of the artists that contributed to Red Tails magazine have a gallery. And then um, there are some galleries from artists who are currently producing work, who I, I become friends with on Twitter. And so, uh, because they've been so kind to allow me to use their art, I've put theirs up. So that's where we're starting. The Red Tails Archive, plus some of our friends who are artists, they have galleries. And eventually, pretty much everybody that has ever done male male spanking art is going to be represented as long as we have their permission right so what's interesting to me is um mike you've commissioned 
original artwork from artists who are willing to do spanking art. And there's actually a gallery on there of art that original art that you have paid to be created. Tell me a little bit about that gallery. Well, I think a world with more spanking art is a better world. We all agree <laughs> there. Agree. Definitely. Yes. Yep. That's a, that's, a, that's a big thing. So, you know, I asked myself, how can I make that happen? I'm not an artist. In fact, I'm pathetic. And I have great admiration for people who can have a picture in their head and reproduce it uh, on paper and digital format. So I have a, a huge respect for that process. And since I can't do it myself, <laughs> I got to get other people to do it for me. And uh, also, I don't think people that are making art are adequately reimbursed for what they're doing. And it's, I know how hard it is for artists to make money from their work, much less make a full living from their work. And so I thought, well, maybe I can help by paying artists to do an image for me. I, I will come up with an idea. I will give them a little 12 year old sketch, like, like I'm a 12 year old sketching. And from that, they will use their own artistic eye to create an image for me. So it's a collaboration. So we have, there's about 75 images in there now. And I've actually got five more pieces in the process of being commissioned. And so it's a one particular gallery on the website that I'm very proud of. That's right. You're like the, who, who would be a famous art collector in the whole world? Tate, perhaps, or something. You're like the Tate, you know, of spanking art. <laughs> well, I'm not, the, I'm, I'm not the only one that's doing it. I know, Scott, you have commissioned yes. art in your time. And I know there's a couple of others. A friend of mine on Twitter, Spanky Corn, has also been a, a very strong supporter of artists and creating commissions. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, the artwork that we use for um, Hot Seat Retreat, uh, as a matter of fact, was commissioned artwork that we paid uh, an artist uh, online to do. No, I don't recall where he actually is. One of the interesting things about this, um, you know, one of, the, one of the problems or one of the things that has happened as we've turned away from print mediums, as you've noted, it has kind of destroyed the market for, for uh, stable work for artists. Copper talked about that when he was on the episode. But on the other hand... And is also in this commission work allowed um, people all over the world to connect for the purpose of creating this art. So we, not all of you, your artists aren't necessarily even in the United States. I know the ones that have done some of the ones who have done art for me aren't. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I've had people from Brazil, Italy, the Philippines. Canada, England, Spain, you name it. <laughs> so, we're, so we're getting spakings from all around the world. So is there a particular piece of artwork in this gallery right now that you, that uh, you two are either, let's, we'll go both of you. We'll start with you, you Phil. Is there, is there an artwork you're particularly fond of in there? I'm making you pick your favorite baby. Yeah, that's pretty hard because every artist brings me a lot of pleasure. They're all different and they're all special. Um, one piece that I'm particularly fond of right now, it, it's the first one that's in the commission's first uh, strict top gallery. And um, Mike strict top had it uh, commissioned for uh, for me. And it's, it's a, a painting or a drawing of a guy getting spanked and there's a camera present and he's really cute. And, and um, it's to me, it's just really special because it's a little bit of a, a 
commemoration of some spanking that we've done together. We've made some spanking videos together, and this one is um, reflective of that, those experiences. Oh, nice. So, um, Mike, do you have a favorite piece out of your, all the ones that you've commissioned? That really is like saying what's your, who's your, which one's your favorite child. Yeah. Uh, but I think probably my very favorite right now is uh, one of the pieces that I commissioned. And it was by an artist named Graham Groans. Graham Groans. And he doesn't really do spanking art except when I ask him to. He's got a name. He's got the name for it, though. Yeah, that is a great name. Um, he has a masterful um, ability to capture composition and expression and motion. It's very cinematic. He has interesting perspective views of his subjects, and he draws really hunky, masculine men. And I was just very excited by the way he took my idea and transformed it into art because he infused a lot of his own ideas into how to make how to bring it to life. It's it's a, a magician who's on stage in front of an audience and the magician has just has got the, the big box that he's sawed in half. There's a person that he's sawed in half. And in one half, you see the back end of a naked man. Uh, and in the other end, you see his his face with a, an expression of surprise and pain because the magician has a paddle up in the air that's magically paddling him. And <laughs> it's just a delightful – he is able to tell a story, a whole story in one image in a, in a way that's rare for artists. And so I would say that's my favorite. Yeah. And it's also one of the, the great things that, that that type of art hits is one of the great things you can do with art, of course, is stuff that we really can't do otherwise. Uh, first of all, because magic isn't, I suppose a magician who is into spanking could recreate that, uh, for, for a video, but that seems kind of unlikely, but you can do these wonderful cinematic things with art that are difficult for us to do in the sort of amateur porn environment, everything from angles to body types and ages. And so, you know, one of the interesting things of going through the your commissions is there's all sorts of different body types and ages. There are older bottoms. You know, there are there are all sorts of different uh, combinations, guys, and uh, some come from uh, from works, uh, from other mediums, you know, adaptations of video game characters and cartoon characters uh, being represented in the spanking scene. So there are these, all these different ways to present spanking, to do these images. Like uh, um, in another gallery, you've got a bunch of Jonathan's artwork, who's, of course, very well known in the spanking community. Oh, yeah. And what I really liked about his artwork was how he, you were, he off, would occasionally do um, – images that were from above, like the camera was from above for an over the knee guy. So he was over your lap and you were looking down on their butt and, and seeing them getting spanked. And that was an angle where you could show them squirming and struggling and you could still see things. And it's a really nice little thing that you can do as an artist that can be hard to do with a limited budget when you're doing spanking porn. So it's kind well, of really nice. And it's not only a point of view of camera angle, um, let's say you like boys with big butts. You can, in collaboration with the artist, say, oh, could you make his butt more of a bubble butt? Or could you make his 
dick a little bigger or a little <laughs> and smaller. all or a little smaller. Thank you, Bill. I like that. <laughs> so well, all the, of that's available to you as well. Well, Jonathan, you just mentioned the artwork of Jonathan. We have 116 of his uh, pieces on the website, plus stories. And one thing I particularly like about his art is he often has like a whole crowd of people behind the guy getting spanked. And they're all smiling and laughing and happy and enjoying it while the boy getting spanked is crying and upset. I just love that contrast. Yeah, and that, that hits to to something. The, the You have an artist on there whose artwork I really enjoy, uh, who I actually haven't gotten around to talking about on the podcast named, who goes by the name Turkeen. Um, and he does a, he has a, a blog that uh, you link to in his gallery. So when when yes. people go to that site, if they click on the gallery of Tricking, they can also go to his blog page. So he does these sort of a combination of uh, artworks and 3D using 3D tools to kind of render some of these images. Um, but what's great about his art, it's two things that really that I really enjoy. Number one, um, he does uh, masculine men peer age kind of spanking things so and when i say masculine men i don't mean exaggerated masculinity kind of like tom of finland although i love that too these are men who look like a masculine men that you encounter in real life um and so so they are they do have muscles but they are normal size like they are not exaggerated they look like men um and both the tops and the bottoms are kind of around the same there isn't one that's more obviously the top and one that's more obvious to the bottom. Well, the top is the one giving the spanking and the bottom is the one receiving it, but there isn't a particular look that one has and the other one has. It's very much pure kind of looking at spanking. The other thing I really like about his artwork is he does something with it that um, I really like as someone who, who loves spanking as a type of bullying representation, which is he often shows the tops smiling and enjoying the fact that they are administering a spanking. Um, so he does kind of do stories with some of them that explains that oftentimes the person being spanked, the guy being spanked has done something wrong, that he's being disciplined for something or failing to do something. There's a reason sometimes that he's getting spanked. But he also makes it kind of clear in his imagery from the facial expressions. He does great facial expressions for both the top and the bottom that the top is enjoying giving his spankings. He does some wonderful over-the-knee um, paddlings, which I love, where you can see, where he has it angled so you can see both of their faces at the same time. And the top is smiling, has this big grin on his face, and the, the bottom has just this worried, furrowed brow expression on his face because he, he knows that paddle's about to hit his ass or has, yeah. you know, and it's just wonderful. Well, and delightfully, very often the bottom has a heart on and the top has a heart on, <laughs> which I find very appealing. And I'm glad you mentioned the link. Uh, that's that's one of the missions of our, our website um, is to be a way of driving business to people that are making art and trying to make money from making art. So whenever possible, there's a link to their blog, to their Patreon, to their OnlyFans, to whatever gallery they elsewhere put up their their stuff. And it's it, I know that what we're doing can be controversial to some. Some would argue that we're interfering with livelihood. We're making stuff available for free, and that's hurting artists. 
and I understand that point of view, but for every one of those people, there's five people that says by getting the stuff out there and circulating, it actually creates more business. Because one thing that's true about porn, quote unquote, is that people tire of it very quickly and they constantly want more. So anything that I can do to support the process of creating more art and supporting artists making money from their work, I think is best. Yeah. So um, with that, yeah, people can have whatever opinions they want, but there are there are copyright laws. So if someone doesn't if someone doesn't want their artwork in your gallery, but so far you've been working with all these artists, but it is possible if if, if you do put someone's making artwork under and like, no, I don't want my art for free, you will take it down. Instantly. All it takes is an email and it will come down instantly. Yeah. And com- but conversely, artists are reaching out already saying, this is marvelous. I love it. I want my artwork added. Can I have that? And, and the answer to that is also yes. We, we want uh, to really fill this up and, and um, we, we salute and thank and, and honor artists. That's the whole real reason for it. And um, it's a love letter, the website, to to spanking artists. Yep, yep, yep. So voluntary participation is 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 the key word here. Keywords. Yes. Keywords. There's something for there's something for everybody, no matter what your tastes are. You know, um, Scott likes the terkine because it's very masculine and hyper real. The complete opposite is on there too. <laughs> so yep. every every range is is there. Yep, yep. And if you're interested in, you know, um uh fraternity you know jonathan's got a lot of fraternity style paddlings that's one of the things that always attracted me to jonathan as well but you have you know see um you have sea of sweden on there Tons. Oh. yeah yeah and he's it's, yeah and C that's does a, the biggest one really right now that's the biggest archive yep and, and, yeah and so sea of sweden also does a lot of you know judicial style discipline um and also i guess sort of school school discipline hits other different demo, you know, other different speaking dynamics from Jonathan. Oh, and historical. He loves to do um, things from the 1800s and then. Right. Yeah. So, so there's all sorts of different uh, different kinds of speaking artists, and of course, all of Copper's, or well, as we said earlier, a lot of Copper's artwork is on there for that he has done for Red Tails Magazine. So let's talk a bit about. Red Tails Magazine. We we mentioned it earlier, and uh, Mike, you explained the background a little bit. Yeah, Red Tails Magazine was, is a very very pivotal part of eighties and, and early nineties spanking uh, scene before the internet. This was just kind of a primary way of how men who were into spanking found each other. So, um, tell us a little bit. Tell us a little bit about your history with Red Tails. Well, I'll, I'll set the scene a little bit, and then I'll turn it over to Phil. The, there was Red Tails magazine, which was associated with Man's Hand Films, largely as a way of helping to sell Man's Hand Films. And it became, under the leadership of Gil and Paul, also a wonderful outlet for art and stories and opinions and reviews and you name it, a, just a full gamut of information about the spanking scene. But there were also two other important magazines along with Red Tails, and that was The Woodshed, which was associated with Studio 7, 
and hot bottoms, which was associated with uh, control T. Right. And so all three of those, when I was coming into the, the spanking community at the, at the age of 20, around uh, 19, uh, <laughs> um, around, you know, 1990, uh, that was the stuff that was going on in the community. And so, um, when I went into like a porn shop, I would they they occasionally had a, a magazine or two from them. Uh, but you could also eventually order them through mail order um, and order videos from them through this process. So, um, how many issues of Red Tails have you got on there now? I think we got to hundred and is it hundred and nineteen? Hundred and twelve. Hundred and twelve. Yeah. Is that all of them? Every single issue, every single page, and and um, all as Mike mentioned, all the artwork was individually extracted, so it can be enjoyed by artist and by topic. Not not only has the artwork been extracted and organized by artist, Mike has put tags on them, so you can find anything. You know, if you want to find all the ones using a Taz with a red head or something like that, it's a possibility. Um, but the, the magazines are all there. They're in PDF format. You can download them if you want, save them on your own computer. That's fine. Um, or you can just view them in your web browser. And I think it's important to point out that for those of us of a certain age, these three magazines were the only way you could find other people into spanking. I mean, there was no Internet. So you went to the personal ads in the back of the issue and you wrote a letter and then people would write you back using a pencil and paper and envelopes and stamps. And yes. it was the only way of connecting. Exactly. Then my first gay spanking hookup was with uh, a guy via Red Tails magazine. And he is also one of the artists on our gallery. His name is Jason Burns. And he, he was the first guy I ever hooked up with. And uh, so the, his art is special to me too. Okay, so is there um, a story or um, a feature beyond the personals, of course, of Red Tails magazine that you guys particularly liked? Well, um, yes. Uh, <laughs> there's so much to like and love, but uh, I'm kind of a a fanboy whore of coppers. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he did this amazing piece of work called The Academy, and it's 69 pages of written story and art. And what makes it absolutely unique is that he's, he calls it a point of view story because the story is told from three different points of view. There's a narrator, there's always a top and always a bottom. So the narrator will set the scene and then you can read what's going on in the top's mind or right next to it, you can read what's going in the bottom's mind. And then it goes back to the narrator. And so there's 69 pages of story and art about this military academy where hunky young boys are spanked continuously. <laughs> <laughs> and that's spread out over – it's not 69 uh, pages in one issue. That's spread out over several issues, right? Well, it is now. Phil and I just got done compiling it all into <laughs> one, one PDF. So if you want to, you can sit down and read the whole thing. But you're right. It was originally published like a Dickens story. It started out in Anthology 6 and 7, and then 
several issues um, from issue 23 to 27. So there were seven installments of 69 pages total. Yeah, and that was kind of a regular thing about the magazine as well. It was just Copper Jonathan told some stories this way of of multi part. Sp- they made sure that they were spaking in each chapter. So you, <laughs> so yes, you have to do that. You can't do you know see the spaking next issue. No, there had to be spaking in each one. So so each chapter of the story had spakings in them, but they would tell a story about a particular bottom um, having multiple spaking experiences over several issues. Um, so this story uh, called The Academy, there were two images that really burned themselves in, into my consciousness. There's one where uh, it's in the dorm and a boy has been spanked and he's quietly crying into his pillow with his ah, bare lovely. bottom sticking up. And the boy in the next bed is masturbating, looking at his butt. Phil, is there anything anything in particular from uh, Red Tails magazine that you really remember that stands out to you other than of course meeting meeting a guy off of it well the i mean the neat thing about it is not only are the stories really really well written and edited there's a lot of effort made but it's just really really extraordinary to see these beautiful illustrations scattered throughout um there's issue 89 i I love that issue there's a story illustrated and written by copper once again um, called Serious Discipline at St. Servan's School. And I, I just love the drawings that go along with it. It must have taken him hours and hours to do them. The the technique that he uses with these little tiny dots, uh, it, it's the result is fantastic. And it, it's just a really time-consuming way to create the drawing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And he uh, when we had him on the podcast, he mentioned he has not he has not made the jump to doing his artwork through computer. So he he does his artwork all by hand, which was how it all used to be done. Old school. There's nothing wrong with it. The result is fantastic. Yeah. I got to tell you, I love Twitter, though, because I'm learning. I'm meeting a whole bunch of new artists. Yes. Yes. Mm It's a great way to meet meet new artists and hopefully <laughs> twitter twitter maintains its positive attitudes towards towards sexual representations as a lot of other social media sites have banned them have banned them entirely um i remember you know for a while we had tumblr was a wonderful resource and then of course yeah they stopped allowing people to do it and that's and just destroyed itself as a company but anyway so but um the great thing about having all of these magazines up there is because, well, Man's Hand has uh, essentially discontinued as a company. It, it is ended. It is not producing any more videos. It has, yes, it has stopped as of uh, this year. So this is also an opportunity when you're preserving history because the company essentially no longer exists anymore. But they're also, of course, well known for making many, many videos. Now, even though... Uh, the company has ceased production um, and the site essentially ended. They've uploaded and uh, are still selling videos on the site Clips for Sale. And that's Clips, the number four, sale.com. And if you go to the mail mail spanking section of that site, it's a site that just focuses on all sorts of different porn. They've got all those videos on there that you can download online uh, individually. But it's important that we wanted to end this episode by talking a little bit about how important Man's Hand was as part of the the primary source for one of the primary sources, um, 
in addition, of course, to Studio 7 and Control-T, the other ones uh, the other ones Mike mentioned earlier, as an important source for video. The very first porn video I ever got when I discovered that spanking porn existed when I was 18 in Orlando was walking into a porn shop and finding one of the earlier man's hand videos. And they did them in packs of, of four, like 15 okay. minute segments and there are four different, four different spankings on them or four different spanking stories on them. And I paid like $90 for it at the time. Um, and you felt like you had a piece of gold because yes. it was so valuable and rare and special. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you're an important part of spanking history, and like we talked about earlier, it was really hard to find this stuff. The internet didn't exist, so it there there are wonderful um, spankings represented there. Different kinds of scenes. They had plots. They had storylines. Um, they weren't just guys spanking each other. So if you were into a parent um, child, or well, not necessarily child, because everyone involved was over the age. They were all adults, mm -hmm. but the representation of that di dynamic, uh, you could find those in their videos. Um, you can find uh, outdoor spanking scenes, military spanking scenes. Like actually, the first video, the one that I just mentioned, had a military one, had a school one, had a domestic one on there. So a bunch of different scenarios. So everything, yeah, they they did everything. Yeah. Yep. So Phil, do you have a favorite video? Well, I mean, I had the pleasure of attending Camp Red Tails about ten times, and they often filmed one there. And that was really, really fun to watch. They'd allow us to just sit quietly in the background and watch it. And essentially, they they wouldn't demand that the the guy getting spanked do a lot of acting because they would give him a real spanking to make the film. And I, I enjoyed just watching them, you know, have to do retakes, you know, and say, oh, sorry, that wasn't quite <laughs> hard enough. We'll have to try that again, you know, in the take two, you know, but um, uh, it's many of them are really good. There's number 192, a fitting consequence. I remember seeing that's uh, that one filmed. The guy is super cute and uh, this is uh, worth a look. One of those from one of the videos that were shot there that I liked is uh, Spanking in the Wild 154, mostly because it has one of the models on there, one of the guys getting spanked named Eddie Boyd. Um, I like him, first of all, because he looks good in a jockstrap, number one. Number two, he does what I do when he gets spanked and he, uh -huh. he growls. And until I saw that video, I thought I was the only one who did that and thought, like, as it is, you think you're weird when you like to get spanked in the first place. But the fact that when I'm when I'm getting into my headspace, I'll start growling was really weird. The time. It's become less so now that pup play has become more common. But at the time, it was really <laughs> weird. And so when I saw that video, I was like, it's not just me. Uh, <laughs> okay, at hot seat retreat, Mike, that's your goal. Okay, you got to produce some growling from Scott. Got to get Scott to growl. All right, I'll take that on as a challenge. Yeah, now, Mike, you were in. You were in one of their videos, weren't you? I was, I was indeed. A terrible actor that I am, I was indeed in one of the videos. And it was called. It was called Carnival Heat, and it's on there. It's it's video number 164. If you're if you're looking for it on Clips for Sale, and it is up there, I went looking for it. So he is there. Did you did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was fun. It was fun to see how things work behind the scenes. It was humbling. It was uh, acting is not easy. <laughs> I found to my chagrin. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, so I my actually my favorite video of theirs is one called Late Again. And for, for a couple and there's there are some really funny reasons behind it. First of all, the funniest thing is that um since getting into this banking scene after you know being part of the scene for so many years, one of the more amusing things that has come of it is I've gotten to meet the people who are in these baking videos, you know, yeah. long after seeing them for the first time. So Late Again is a video. Uh, the top goes by the name Rock Grindle, obviously not his real name. Um, mm -hmm. But the funny thing is, I know him. He was also at Hot Seat Retreat, uh, and he's going to be coming back again this time. So uh, and so it's really funny. And I didn't meet him until long after this video came out. <laughs> uh, what I like about this video is it, there's a couple. There are there are a few things here. First of all, again, uh, two men close. You know, two adult men. It's in a, a disciplined scene involving adults. In this case, um, uh, Rock is the employer, and the uh, Mike is Mike Romeo is the stage name. Is the the employee who's coming in late to work, and so he gets spanked for being late to work. So it's an adult an adult scene, an adult dynamic. Um, and those I appreciate, they are both kind of masculine men. Um, and of course, Mike has, an, has a really nice bubble butt, which is super important to me. Um, but there are a couple of things that were real kind of eye-opening to me. Before I saw this video, I had kind of a dim view of uh, over-the-knee spankings and hairbrush spankings. I associated them with domestic parental discipline. Since I had this whole thing for adults and it was, you know, it was frat-hazing fantasies that got me into the scene, I kind of thought of those as kind of boring or or even lightweight and that was because of seeing some other videos where they got cute bottoms who weren't really into spanking and so they took light spankings in this video both of these guys are genuinely into spanking in real life they were huh. not they were not just hired gunned to be in a spanking video the top likes dishing out spankings and the bottom like like receiving spankings and this was a heavy-duty, over-the-knee hand spanking, the likes of which I had never seen before in adult play. And so it was a huge turn-on. And when he pulled out the hairbrush, then it just turns amazing. I have never seen a hairbrush spanking this intense on film ever. Oh. And then after getting to meet the actor playing who played the top he he told me oh yeah i told him it was it was the bottom's idea to do this video and he said if we do this video you are getting a really hard spanking and it is absolutely there you can see that it's very hard none of it is faked um and it plays really really well it shows really well and one of the other things about that time frame of history the quality of film that's available, you know, that the filming process wasn't always the best. And one of the problems that they had is red butts didn't really show very well at that time because of the quality of production that they had. He spanked him so hard, it definitely showed. And he told me afterwards, oh, no, he that guy, the bottom of that video was bruised for days after that spanking. <laughs> so usually the hairbrush does a pretty good job I've found when it comes to spanking. Yeah. Yeah, it that was an your attention. Yeah, that was an education for me. I hadn't really done hairbrush play and now, you know, since then I've discovered, you know, the bath brush and now I both you know, I am now in that same stage as most guys who are into spanking is both dreading but also desiring the bath brush, you know, because it's just oh, yeah. it's just the worst and that's kind of 
kind of why why you want it <laughs> yes it is uh yeah. yes you know you're in for it when the yeah. bath brush comes out yeah so it was a it was an absolutely great video and you know it's kind of unfortunate that just this important prominent um studio is no longer no longer creating videos it represents an end of an important part of of spanking history um so it's I great. think it does. Yeah. I, I, you know, the um, it's not gone. Uh, right. Just on Twitter yesterday, someone posted an image saying, what video is this from? And there, there were various people uh, speculating. And I recognized Gil Connolly's um, penchant, shall we say, for men in tidy whities immediately. <laughs> So I was able to go to clips for sale and find it and tell them authoritatively, authoritatively, yes, it's a man's hand video. Yeah. Yep. So we don't know, but the company is essentially fundamentally gone, even though the art, the the videos are still up. And just like you can also find some Control T videos up through various online porn sites, even though the studio is long gone. So the kind of you know the internet means that probably not gone forever um but they are you know they are right now at that one site for certain i we're referencing that site because i per, i've purchased clips from i purchased videos from clips for sale before and they are reliable trustworthy um and so you know when you go and pay for the videos there you will be able to get them and download them and you don't have to i've never gotten any spam or, or any malware downloads or anything like that and just seems trustworthy. So if you want some of these old videos, go download them now. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think one of the best features of Man's Hand Films is that the bottoms were always so cute. There was one in particular, 134 Surfer Boy, a model who went by Billy Boy. Oh, yes. Ooh, who has yes. this round, globular bubble butt framed by these tight lace, latex pants that are pulled just down to the bottom of his butt. And it, it, it makes me swoon today. That and his cute little stick-out ears. <laughs> but all of, all of the bottoms on Man's Hand films were really adorable. Yeah, and and several of them, and Billy Boy had been in several videos, and several of them, like I said, as with late again, it, this wasn't in all videos, but they did manage to find guys who were either into spanking or could take decent level spankings. Yeah. Well, not not I mean many were into spanking, but I actually ran into bumped into a kid guy in a Walgreens and I recognized him from a man's hand film. And I, I said to him, you know, I would love to spank you. He said, Oh no, never again. <laughs> <laughs> I did not enjoy that. I needed the money, you know. I'm not into spanking, so <laughs> All right. So with that, we will wrap up this wonderful reminiscence. And I'd like to, first of all, thank you both for creating this gallery. I know there have been some attempts um, historically to kind of create online speaking galleries. And the difficulty, the challenge is that the Internet keeps morphing and changing and those galleries end up disappearing. So hopefully this one will last for a while. It's, I'm glad it's got two two committed spankos who want to keep it going. So if anyone wants to reach out to you guys, well, first of all, like I said earlier, there are going to be more galleries that are going to be coming online over time. So if you don't see the artists 
uh, artists that you know, it just might not be up yet, right? That's right. And they will roll out over time. There's probably 50 more galleries that are ready to go. But I'd like to I'd like to save a little bit. OK, yes, lots yeah. is coming. So get over there to gayspankart.com and uh, and check it out. Yeah. And, and if yeah. someone wants to send you or suggest artists to you, how do they reach you for that? Well, you can always get me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is Spank at Spank underscore gay. That's at Spank underscore gay. So you can always get me there on Twitter. I check it every day. Um, you can also email us at the website. So you can email strict at gayspankart.com and uh, we'll get it. We'll get your message that way, too. Yeah. Or you can email me. I'm sfspank at gayspankart.com. Excellent. Yep. So if you guys if you guys want to see, we'll make sure that our spanking art gets preserved. There is a lot of work out there um, going on now all across the kink community trying to preserve, you know, the the, the past decades, the pre-internet era of all sorts of kink um, artwork and kink erotica. And so to have yeah. a you know, particular work to preserve the spanking stuff is really nice. So well, if we were able to obtain rights to other periodicals, um, that would also be just amazing. You know, um, we we but all of us enjoyed the you mentioned, Scott, the spankology one from Control T Studios. And there was a Red Tails magazine. There's there's some amazing material that it would be sad if it disappears. And I just want to point out that this archive is a place to reminisce, but I'm also hoping it will be a vibrant place for working artists for creating new stuff to be able to get their stuff out. Good point. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, and so with that, we'll wrap up the episode. Um, Mike, if people in the spanking community want to get in touch with you for other purposes, like, you know, spanking, um, where can they find you? Twitter at spank underscore gay and you can also email me at strip top strip top at gmail.com okay and uh phil how about you yeah i love to play spank spank with anyone i'm in san francisco and my email is sf spank at gmail.com i'm also sf spank on lots of websites like spank this hookups spanking to you fat life okay Likewise. as for me I can be found at various places in various versions of Red Spank Scott. On Spank This Hookups, I'm Red SDK Scott. Elsewhere, like on WAPS, uh, on Scruff, on Tumblr, uh, I am Red Spank Scott, all one word. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys. I'm looking forward to seeing you, Mike, at Hot Seat Retreat. My butt is a little bit nervous. Likewise. <laughs> it should be. <laughs> uh, and I like gargle before the session because I'm going to make you growl. <laughs> and I'd like to thank you both for uh, being on the episode. Thank you, Scott, for everything. Thank you, you Scott. Doing.